When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome to another mini episode of EW's Binge Podcast, adapted from our new quick drag weekly Twitter Spaces recap series airing every Friday at 10.05 Eastern, 7.05 Pacific on the EW Twitter account following new episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. I'm Joey Nolfi, Entertainment Weekly's Drag Race reporter, and I am fresh from snacking on the excellence of the most recent episode with a side of crispy crunchy delectable dragonfly wings and that will make sense once you watch episode three of this season which we're recapping on this installment with the woman behind sue stroker who can only be described as a hot one loaded back into the drag race chamber when she returned to the competition after being eliminated on episode one miss orion story enjoy is this miss orion yes how are you that sounds familiar <laughs> How are you doing? It's so great to have you. I'm great. I'm actually doing a viewing party at Roscoe's right now. I stepped away for a second. <laughs> oh my God. I caught you at the iconic Roscoe's. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, that is what a gig. I mean, look at that. These gigs that you're getting. I mean, it's just amazing. But welcome to our EW after dark late night sessions. I mean, this is the space that we mutually thrive in, right? Like 10 p.m. on a Friday. Oh my gosh. Literally, like my schedule has been so fucking crazy that I'm like, I don't even know what day it is anymore. <laughs> well, it is, yes, the the uh, late hour of Friday at 10 p.m. Um, now, before it sure we, is. <laughs> now, before we talk about your grand return to the competition, I want to ask, I know, I think you just got back from the UK. So does everyone in the UK now know how to do the Stroker 5000? We're working on it. You know, it's a work in progress. It takes, it's, it's, it takes on average about three months to learn. It's like <laughs> learning how to ride a bike. You know, it's like baby steps. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Sue Stroker, that character from episode one, I mean, I, I loved that character so much. As soon as you stepped <laughs> out on that stage, I was like, okay, this is an instant classic. I mean, the notes... Oh, yeah, she's iconic. She really is. I mean, in the notes that you received were that she needed some character work, but the idea was good. So have you have you worked on that act and perfected it since? Like, have you performed as her since then? I haven't performed as her, but I actually posted a little video today. Yeah. On my Instagram, on my YouTube. I did like a little skit. I went out to... <laughs> Hollywood and gave everyone a little taste of Sue. Uh, <laughs> so if you're interested in watching that, I highly recommend go to my Instagram or my YouTube. Check it out. It's hilarious. I think I saw her with a little microphone. Is she coming for my gig? Is this like reporter Sue? She does it all. You know? <laughs> She's a, a woman of many talents. <laughs> yes, as we saw, as we saw. But let's um, let's get to the real tea. I mean, we have to congratulate you on re-entering season 14. I mean, what a lovely... Thank you. I can finally spill the beans. Yes, I know. It must have been I'm so back. odd for you to like keep this secret. But I mean, it was a lovely surprise to see them putting a hot one back into the chamber known as the workroom. And a lot of questions I'm seeing pop up so far are about how the process worked. Like, so you're eliminated... Do you like go into cryo sleep while you waited or how did you like react once you found out that you were going to be back? 
I mean, I kind of had a feeling that they had something up their sleeve, you know, because I'm like, they're not going to introduce half of us <laughs> and get rid of me. I was like, they're not done seeing more of me mm-hmm. yet, you know. So I, I had a hunch, but you know, it's the you know they play into it, and like when I finally found out, I was like okay it was like a little secret and i was like you know i love being in on little secrets and little surprises so i'm like it's a little spicy mm. well i was gonna say tell that to poor kelly mantle i feel like you only got her one episode and she didn't get to see the whole group back, back on that other season we have to manifest that kelly mantle coming back in some capacity kelly mantle from yes Hallmark. absolutely speak it into existence um now when you came back we we had the choosing of the chocolates as well so how did that all work like because it was were you all like signing your names on the chocolate bars or the clipboard? Like I was unclear of what was going on there. It was on the chocolate bars. Like we sealed it and we signed our name on it. So we knew that like, you know, it wasn't being tampered with. Like it was like genuinely just random. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought, cause I thought you were actually like signing something on the clipboard, but you were putting the chocolate bars on the clipboard just to steady it. We see. Yeah. We sealed the chocolate bars and we signed our name on it. <laughs> So you needed a big muscle man in the in the pit crew to hold a clipboard just to steady the chocolate bar. <laughs> oh yeah, you know any excuse to get them close to me. Oh, abs- <laughs> absolutely. And then RuPaul told you all that you had to keep them. So did you? I have to know. Did you try peeking at yours while you kept it to see if you had the gold one? No, because it was sealed. <laughs> you didn't. I honestly, I forgot about it. Like when they, <laughs> like watching that lip sync and then like having them say that, I was like, oh wait. I forgot about that. That's a thing. Mm, mm. Um, but something that was not so sweet this episode, I mean, Daya eating, okay, the dragonfly moment. I mean, that. What, oh go ahead. God. What were you going to say? I need to know the first thing that came to your mind. The dragonfly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I just remember watching that in the workroom and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I was like, where did that even come from? First of all, and second of all, I was like, shit, if uh, corporate's going to pay her $1,000 a eat, I'll eat it. You know, <laughs> I've eaten bugs before. Oh, th- okay. That was going to be my question. Have you ever eaten a bug? You've intentionally eaten a bug before? I'm from Michigan. I've never <laughs> eaten bugs before. <laughs> That's a requirement to live in the state of Michigan, according to Orion. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a rite of passage. <laughs> well, do you know if cornbread actually gave her the $1,000? She said that she's going to. Okay. And you know, Cornbread's a, a woman of her word, so I believe She her. truly is. I love Cornbread so much. I think we've mentioned Cornbread on every single one of these that we've done so far. So, like, I mean, I cannot mention Cornbread enough. Did anybody Did anybody else try the bug, though, or it was all it was all Daya? It was all Daya. Oh, my gosh. And so she said it tasted like grass. Like, I cannot even... I didn't even know that there were dragonflies, like, in the... Like, how did they get in the workroom? Like, well, that's... <laughs> Where did it must from? have been a SAG-AFTRA bug, just like that bee from last season. I mean, I feel like there's bugs that are just plaguing everyone in the workroom at least once a season. So, like, it's a SAG-AFTRA union of bug of actor bugs that are just finding their way into the workroom. Right. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I was kind of wondering, I was like, is there going to be any more in here? <laughs> like, if there's one, there's got to be more, you know? <laughs> more where that came from. <laughs> we also had the fan favorite ball challenge and speaking of ball themed things you gave us three golden spheres with your episode one runway which i still have been thinking about ever since you brought it on the runway but this was like a real ball three looks all based on animal print that you had to do so how did you feel about when you learned how the ball was going to like roll out this year that being split between the two groups um based on who was in the first and and second episode was that like more of a challenge I don't think it was more of a challenge. I think it was interesting because 
when we, you know, you get in the workroom, like when you start meeting everybody and everyone's like kind of showing each other their looks and what they brought. And so it was kind of confusing at first, like, oh, what did you bring for like, it was like the red, white and blue uh -huh. ball. And then it was the animal ball. So it was, it was kind of confusing at first because we'd be like, oh, what did you bring for the animal ball? And then other girls would be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, I kind of liked it though. It like, it mixed it up, you know, because I think when there's so many looks in one episode, if it's all the same category, it can get kind of like easily, you know, monotonous mm -hmm. a little bit. So I think mixing it up was kind of nice. Like it was interesting, you know, and I'm glad that I got the ball that I got because <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I mean, you did some preferred that one. really interesting looks. And the reason I guess I ask if it was more of a challenge that way is because I imagine like, I know that you have one category and the last look is the one that you all had to make in the workroom. So did you start to maybe like formulate on the kind of wedding dress you might've made if you had gotten the red, white and blue category? I mean, in the moment, I wasn't really thinking about it. I was just kind of thinking about like, you know, you get like in the, in the headset of like, oh, let me, I got to work on this, you know? But I think afterwards I was kind of thinking like, you know, if I did, if I got the red, white and blue ball, like what would I do? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe, I think maybe eventually maybe I'll make something for fun. Just, see like this is what i would have made you know yeah yeah you know sue because i love that stuff you mm -hmm. know sue strikes Being me like what if yes no exactly i think that that would be really cool and like i mean not to give you any ideas but i mean sue seems like the kind of gal who would have gotten married in a red white and blue dress she's been around the block a few times <laughs> been around the patriotic block yes <laughs> she's been around the trailer park a few times <laughs> No, Anna, who did you, um, of your, you know, fellow sisters, whose looks were you sort of most gagged by? I think one of my favorites was Daya's um, white. Oh my yes. God. It was so good. And like, she looks so amazing. Mm -hmm. I honestly, all of Angeria's, yes. like, obviously, because Angeria's perfection, like, hands down all the time, like, but she's a pageant girl, you know. Pageant girls know how to dress themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I um, I actually helped Angie make her her gown. Oh, really? Wait, what did you help her with? I did, and I also yeah, I helped a lot of the girls. I made cornbread's gloves. I helped Angie with her skirt on the dress. Like I uh, was uh, given a little like uh, workshop kind of moment, which you didn't see. But oh my gosh, yeah, unsigned uh, seamstress of the season. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I was excited for the ball challenge, obviously. Cause that's like what I do. I make a lot of my stuff. So I'm like, this was, I think definitely one of the challenges I was most excited for coming in this season was like the, uh, like sewing challenges. Mm -hmm. Well, it was, I mean, it, there was extra poignance for you with this, that which you explained, you did open up in the episode about the difficult period that you went through with your mother. And you said that the dress was a tribute to her, which I thought was really beautiful. And I know that things happen very quickly on TV. So I wonder if you can maybe give like a detailed explanation of the things in that look that were inspired by her and why you, you felt so strongly about making this a tribute to her. Yeah. Well, you know, I think my drag in general is a, uh, is a tribute to her. And so I, I knew coming in to the ball challenge, I wanted to pay a tribute to my mom, like no matter what it was, you know, any chance that I got. But I think especially that because I have always, you know, thought of my mom as, you know, like those characters like Peg Bundy and like yeah. Fran Drescher who just like, you know, always dressed really sexy and had like big, beautiful hair and like, I was kind of like thinking that route a little bit. So I was like, you know, that'd be like the perfect, like Mary between the two, mm -hmm. you know? And I was really happy with what I made. 
obviously. Mm-hmm. I look stunning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you did. You did. And I feel like we got a nice little taste of like, you know, the way that you saw your mother, which I think was, was a really nice insight into your art and to who you are as a person. It was a small taste. And I think it was a really powerful thing that you did. Like, did that feel therapeutic to you in a way? Absolutely. You know, honestly, like the entire Drag Race experience has been therapeutic for me. You know, like I came into the competition like at a really rough point in my life. Like I pretty much I went to Drag Race like homeless. I was like, you know, struggling with like substance abuse. And Mm -hmm. like I just felt like, you know, when I auditioned for the show, it was really just like a now or never. Like I kind of thought of it as like a the only way that I'm going to get my shit together is if I do it the way that I know how, which is through drag. So I made my drag race experience as much of a healing process as I could, you know? Yeah. It's kind of hard, you know, to watch back. Cause it's like, you know, it's just, I see like how much I was struggling in that point in my life. And, you know, I want to look back and like go in the past and give myself a hug, you know, mm-hmm. just say like, it's going to be okay. Yeah, no, I do too now. I mean, that was, you know, I mean, you're very easy to like on the show in general, but knowing that there was that extra element that was going on for you, I mean, that makes what you were able to do, I think that much more impressive. So you feel now, you know, after the show and going through this experience, you feel like rejuvenated and you feel like you're on a, you're on a good path. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's like, I like came back from the show and I like, you know, got a lot of my shit together and Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful, you know, for the show, for, helping me get through like that difficulty in my life, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think watching it back, although it's really hard, it's also like, it's kind of therapeutic because you really see like the pain, you know? I mean, I guess like not everyone sees it because not everyone knows what's going on behind the scenes in everyone's lives. But, you know, for me, it's like, I see how hurt I was and, like I said, you know, I just wanted to go back and give myself a hug and yeah. say it's going to be okay. And like, you know, I'm here to slay another week. So, <laughs> well, I think I know that it's not always easy to talk about those things, especially in a forum like this. So I thank you for opening up about that. And yeah, I think that this is, you've, you've been able to do a lot of really good things and a lot of people, I hope you're, you're hearing the positive things that people are saying about you and that that drives you even further. That was a, a really big thing to you know talk about. So thank you so much for that. And I do want to make sure that we talk about, before I let you go, um, we have to talk about this lip sync. Again, I don't want to reveal necessarily who was in the lip sync, but I, it was fun to sort of see you in the no background. Spoilers. No spoilers, but it was kind of fun to see you in the background, like cheering, cheering like the queens on. It looked like you were getting really into it. Like, what were you saying in that moment? And like, what was it like watching the chaos on stage? <laughs> Girl, I don't remember what I was saying, but I remember watching that with Tank and thinking, like, this looks like this looks like two people drunk fighting in a Waffle House. Like, oh, no. it's like lip syncs on Drag Race are so interesting because it's like watching it in person is a lot different because you know it's like the entire episode is edited down and like you're you know there's so much that happens that doesn't make the cut. But like I think just like watching that lip sync and just like being in the back, you know, like being eliminated first and then coming back and being safe. I was just like, I'm just going to enjoy my time back here while I have. (laughs) Well, it was very entertaining to watch all of the Queens in the back. Um, Is, is there anything else that you want to reveal or discuss about this episode that you haven't really had a chance to talk about before? Any fun stories you remember from filming? Oh gosh. That's okay. If not, it's really, 
It's really hard to remember back that far. Um, That's okay, if not, as long as you didn't... Well, I just need to know that you didn't eat the bug on the set. That's all I need to know. <laughs> listen, I didn't, but I wish I would have for $1,000, honestly. Well, yeah, what is... I would have ate two bugs. I would have ate three I was going to say, what is your price for eating a bug? Is it lower than $1,000? <laughs> I mean, shoot, I used to do it for free, so <laughs> I... My bar is not very high. <laughs> oh, Ryan, it's it's always so much fun to speak with you. Um, I can't believe now I got oh to gosh. speak with a queen before they go onto the stage at the iconic Roscoe's. I mean, that is a, a check in, in my accomplishment book. So thank you so much for being here. It was really a pleasure to speak with you. I cannot wait to see what you do on the show next. Thank you. Yeah, me too. Of course. Now, everyone, <laughs> thank you for joining us. RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14 continues next Friday at 8 p.m. on VH1, and we will be back here on EW's Twitter Spaces at 10.05 Eastern, 7.05 Pacific next week with another Season 14 Queen for a new recap. So good night, everybody. Thank you so much, Orion. Hey, good night. Bye. 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 <laughs> This Quick Drag episode is produced by Chanel Johnson, Sammy Junio, and Lauren Klein. Executive produced by Shayna Krokmal and Eva Wong. Edited by Sammy Junio and Lauren Klein. Full episode transcripts are available at EW.com. Thank you.